What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down, I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week, and today we're discussing my conversation with Methodbox. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full interview yet with Methodbox, Methodbox is a YouTube channel based out of Los Angeles, California, and it's ran by brothers Jonathan Rosales and Nathan Bolda, and their goal is to teach you how to grow your brand by talking to other people that have established and grown their brands, while at the same time documenting the process of how they're growing their brand. It's kind of mad there's a whole lot of branding going on there, but it's a really, really cool YouTube channel. And I personally had, I'd heard of them mentioned in previous times, maybe through watching videos with Cody Warner, who they've collaborated, collaborated with in the past. And it was after I'd interviewed uh, Carla Gregg, what would Carla say that she recommended I reach out to Methodbox? Because I asked my guests, like, hey, if there's anybody that you know that you think would be really interesting to ha- guest to have on the show, like, let me know because I'm always looking for new people to interview. And she recommended Methodbox. She's like, you got to talk to these guys. They're awesome. So I checked out their channel. I was doing a bunch of prep work and research like I do for every episode. And yeah, I love their channel. I love their storytelling, their visual, like the visual aesthetics of their videos. Like, I love the, the way they put their videos together. Some of the most unique looking videos I've ever watched so i really really liked their content and not only did they were they great guests but they also get a fan in me as someone as i'm going to follow along with their journey and i've subscribed i mean i subscribe to all of my podcast guests youtube pages i follow them everywhere but they've earned a, a fan because i really really like the style of their content but some of the takeaways i took away from my conversation with method box which was almost two hours but an hour and 40 minutes and i trimmed a lot of stuff because i knew it was getting kind of long and i don't like i just appreciate people taking the time so try not to let them get too too long like under two hours is usually the goal it's like somewhere between 45 minutes and two hours with every podcast but the first takeaway that i want to talk about is the importance of storytelling and for method box this is a very important thing and i believe if i remember correctly it was nathan who's always pushed storytelling or was it I can't remember, but either way, storytelling is a big way, is a big thing for Methodbox and for the Methodbox YouTube channel and brand. Like it was Jonathan, I know it was Jonathan was talking about it and he said that everything has to go back to the story. The story is just extremely important for them and the way that they tell their story, like I said, is extremely unique and it's hard to describe how they do it. So you just have to go and check out Methodbox's YouTube channel if you really want to get a grasp of what I'm trying to explain here with how they tell their stories. But it's something that's like it's something that's always there with their videos. They never try. They never. They always make sure there's a proper story arc with all of their videos, and they do things intentionally. Like their videos don't just come together and always end up being good. They go in there with intention. Like they do a lot of script work and stuff, and they like plan out their videos. In some cases, in other cases, they don't plan them out, and they have to find the story in the edit, which is said is much harder because, like I said, they're they're very intentional with how they edit their videos, so they're not just gonna cut a bunch of content together and put it together. They're going to find a story within the videos that they're shooting. And if so, one, they'll try to plan the story beforehand and they'll script it out and they'll plan or they'll have a bunch of content and they'll find the story within the edit, which takes more time, but it's because of how thoughtful they are when it comes to piecing it all together. But storytelling is extremely important. Like I completely agree with what they're talking about. The story, everything has to come back to the story because at the end of the day, I think story is the most important thing when it comes to your content. Story is how you hook people. It's what people connect to. They relate to your story. And that's something I noticed really early on with this podcast. Like that's why I switched kind of the the, the objective of the podcast. When I first started the podcast, if you've been listening since the early episodes, 
probably i think this stopped during episode 32 so within the first 31 episodes the intro was this is the podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to people that have actually done it whereas now this is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media and why the switch because i even noticed this as early on as the first episode i was just a little bit stubborn in making the change but as early as the first episode with hayden cash and it was people resonated with the story and like talking to Hayden because he's a good friend of mine like he would get a lot of feedback and he gave some good tactical tips and some great advice but he would get the most comments about people talking to him about his story like oh I didn't know you played soccer at such a high level well you rapped for logic like I had no idea that's crazy and the parts of the of the podcast interview that people were resonating with and that was sticking with people was the story element it wasn't the tactical tips. It wasn't Hayden talking about Facebook ads or Instagram ads. It wasn't him talking about why LinkedIn is such a huge opportunity right now. It was him just telling his story about who he is and what he's done. And so then I, like, as I kind of went along with the podcast, I really started to focus more so on the story of the individual. What are things they've done? What has their journey been like? Not as heavily focused on the tactical tips and tricks. So as early as the first podcast episode, I did that and with Hayden's. The reason I did it with Hayden's was I wanted to give people the context of who, the, who he was if no one knew who Hayden was. I wanted the context for the listener to know who this guy was before we get into the tactical tips so they really understand. And it was my first podcast and I wanted to make sure it was long enough so I made sure we talked about everything. But it's a good thing that we didn't we didn't just jump straight into tactics because that's what ended up working out storytelling is extremely important like i said it's what hooks people it's what they're going to resonate with so with your content whether it be a youtube whether it be instagram whether it be a podcast find a way that you can weave a story into there now i'm intentional with the way i structure my podcast i try to make sure the story fits together and it all flows naturally into the tactical tips and tricks right so i'll make sure that I try to like, you've probably caught on to this. My podcasts are typically chronologically ordered and that's because that's just a better flow to the story and to the podcast. If we're jumping all around their story, it's not going to be as cohesive. It's not going to work well together. So I make sure with my podcast, I try to make sure I tell their story in the best way that I know how so that it's a better experience for the listener. It's not just randomly jumbled together, which is something you need to make sure you're doing as well. Don't just hope that a story comes out of it. Again, you could find your story in the edit like how Methodbox does, but or you can plan in advance to make sure you know what your story is going to be. So whatever your content is, try and find a way to tell a really good story because that's going to improve your content so much more. And at the end of the day, content is king. So if you can tell a good story in your content, that's going to make people come back, then you're going to win, right? So like, it's just to... Just, I lost my entire train of thought there. I had a, I had a really good thing going there, guys, and I lost it. I should have just stopped talking, but I was like, I'm going to make one more quick point. I lost my point, and I really ruined what was a really, really good good segment there. Could have been a good finishing to that point, but we're just going to move on to the next point. Um, and the next one is with being a creator, there's a lot of self-doubt that goes on, especially like when I talked to it in the context of with Methodbox, I asked them as like less established creators. Now, you'll notice I use less established because no small creators, the movement that we talked about in the podcast, that's Cody Warner's movement where the act of creating is such a big deal that it can't be considered small because creating is such a huge thing that it's, you can't be a small creator, but so I'm using the words less established creator, someone with not as many followers as someone else. And so especially with a less established creator, like there can be a ton of self doubt because you don't know if you're doing things properly. 
like if the changes you're making to your videos, like this was the exact context of the, from the podcast, from the conversation with Method Box was like, if you're making changes to your videos, like how do you know they're working? Like, is there ever any self-doubt? And they were saying, yeah, of course there's self-doubt when it comes to like those tweaks. Like you don't actually know, like 10 views up or down, like when you're not getting very many views, like especially in my case, like I'll use myself as a, pro- a good example. My YouTube averages between zero and like nine views, like 10 views I rarely hit. Like I think my most views is 500, which is sick, almost 600. But like, and then like really it's like 500, 500, 300, 300, 100, 100, like 80, 50, 40, and then like nothing. Like I have so many videos that I've published that I've never even gotten a single view. It's crazy. So when I make a change to my account or it's like maybe I change up the thumbnail strategy, I guess I can, I don't really know what works and what doesn't because it just stays consistent, right? So it's like if people were actually watching, I don't know, I feel like I'm losing my train of thought here, but at the end of the day, what I'm saying is there's going to be self-doubt with when you are a creator. And like, and personally where self-doubt really comes into play with me, especially as a less established creator with a po- with this podcast, is like I often doubt my goals and ambitions when it comes to the podcast. Like I'll question whether the podcast is worth it, right? Because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy meeting these people. I enjoy talking to everybody. But of course, as a creator, you're going to want people to see the work you've done. You put in hours into a piece, you're going to want people to see it or in this case, to listen to it. So when I'm not getting very many downloads, like I just, I get into my own head and I doubt what I'm doing and is the podcast worth it? And at the end, I just have to reassure myself and you're gonna have to reassure yourself if you ever have these doubts that yes, it is going to be worth it. Even if you don't have a ton of people listening, the experience I'm gaining out of this is going to make it worth it. The people I'm going to meet is gonna be worth it. So there will be a level of self-doubt with a small creator, of course there is. But at the end of the day, you just have to reassure yourself because another thing too, and this leads perfectly into my next point, it's almost like I wrote this down and planned it. So there was a cohesive I guess there's not really a story with these podcasts. So it's kind of hypocritical of me to be like, make sure all your content has a story when this one doesn't really have a story, but you kind of get the vibe. You know, it's, I don't know. I just, we're going to move on to the next point. Self-inflicted anxiety was the next point that I had written down. So where this kind of came into play was with how we can often stress ourselves out as creators. And the way Method Box was talking about it was like, where like where self-inflicted anxiety comes in for them is like when they're editing a video and if like you make it like you want to make sure you put out the perfect video because of a certain threshold of a certain quality you want with all your videos but we get into our own heads and we kind of stress ourselves out when it comes to our own content and i understand that you want to make sure you withhold a certain brand a certain quality to your videos but at the end of the day what method box was saying was like no one really cares about that like they don't care about the small little changes you're going to make to your video whether you add in like whether you take the extra 10 minutes to make sure that the last clip is exactly the color grading on the last clip exactly matches the first one like people don't care that much they care about the story that's a big thing you have to make sure that you hook them with your story and all those little extra one percent things that you're going to stress out while you're editing and working on it people don't really care about those things and that's a, that's a theme that i've said along this podcast before is it you're not what i've said in the podcast in the past is good enough is perfect and perfect isn't perfect because it's those little one percent things that are going to stress you out the most that you're going to try and do that aren't going to really move the needle at the end of the day like a video that's good and a video that's really good 
there's not much different like in your eyes what makes a video good really good will be those extra one percent things the little tiny edits and making sure like oh it's a millisecond off from the beat here on the music i gotta re-edit everything so make sure it all lines up all those little things for you might be a big deal but for the audience is not and the other thing too the audience prob the audience won't know the alternative they won't know the little things that you didn't do because you were trying to make the video quote unquote perfect, right? It's not that they, so one, they don't really care. And two, they will not notice the tiny little differences in your content, right? Like I said, if like they, they don't get a chance, your audience doesn't get a chance to see what it, what it was versus what it like could have been, right? Like they don't get to see the video you upload and the video that you could have uploaded if it was quote unquote perfect, right? So just don't stress yourself out and just really, Put out the best work you can. That's in a timely manner. That's good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. Don't stress yourself out trying to make your content. At the end of the day, it should be fun for you to do. Speaking of content, where should you be posting it? Should you be posting it on one platform or all the platforms? This is kind of what I asked the guys. Is like, what is your kind of your strategy for other social networks? Right? Like, are you going all in on YouTube? Is is Instagram a strategy? What about like TikTok or Twitter? And we kind of talked about the different ones. And I'm very curious to know what your opinion is when it comes to that. Should you only focus on one platform? Should you go on all platforms? Like, do you think that focusing on one platform allow you to crush that one platform and really grow? And, or do you think that like it's necessary to be on all platforms because you have to get your brand and your name out there to everyone and be omnipresent was the word that Nathan uses. Be omnipresent and always be in people's psyche where they're always thinking of you because they see your content everywhere. And where I where I really land on with this, like I'm gonna give you my opinion now. Like one, I want you to send me your thoughts on whether you think you need to be one channel or omnipresent. But where I kind of land on it is I do think that you need to be omnipresent. I do. I think you need to be on as many platforms as you can, but not all at once when you're just starting. I think you need to work on one platform, establish, like not necessarily establish yourself in a sense of followers, but I think you need to establish just a workflow that makes sense for you. You need to figure out a good cadence and a good flow so that you can produce content on a consistent basis on one platform. And then once you get to that point and you're comfortable, whether you have a thousand followers or whether you have a hundred followers or even 20 followers, once you've established yourself on one platform and where you're comfortable, then you add on a second platform. Make sure you're in a good enough state on your own personal side before you start incorporating everything because it's better to be to really have like nailed down one platform than to try and do them all at once and not really find a workflow and figure out what works best for you. So make sure you make, for example, you have a YouTube channel, make sure you're in a place where you can produce one YouTube video every single week minimum before you try and post twice a week on Instagram. Cause it's better to be posting once a week on YouTube consistently for a month and then go to Instagram as opposed to trying to post twice a week on Instagram and once a week on YouTube and posting once a week on Instagram and once every two weeks on YouTube because you're trying to do both and you're going out and you're trying to get content and the same applies for all the other platforms. So really find what, pick one platform just to start with. It could be for even just a month. It doesn't have to be for like a year or anything, but pick a platform for a month or two, work solely on that one and then start incorporating the other 
platforms as you become comfortable and your capacity and your ability to edit because in the beginning your editing is going to take some time too like everything will take time but as you practice and get better your process will get quicker which will open up more time for you to focus on those other platforms so i do think that it is important to be on all the platforms just not right away and why i think it's important is because what happens if the channel you're posting on dies and I don't think any of these platforms are going anywhere anytime soon. I believe some of them are slowly starting to decline. But like, let's just look at Vine as an example. Imagine being someone that was big on Vine. That was so you've established you're big on Vine, you're good. But then you don't take those extra steps to try and grow a brand on any other platforms. Where are you now? Who knows, right? If you weren't on any other platform, you were just focusing on Vine. You probably don't have a lot of followers anywhere else. And then when Vine went away, so did you. But if you look at some people that were big on Vine, but once they were established and consistently creating content on Vine, started posting elsewhere, look where they are now. Like just a couple examples that I wrote down of people that were huge on Vine that are still creating content today. Logan Paul, one of the biggest YouTubers in the world right now, huge. Logan Paul, David Dobrik, another massive YouTuber. Um, I'm pretty sure Liza Koshy came from Vine. Uh, King Batch came from Vine. Like there's so many, some prominent YouTubers now were big on Vine and then they realized they were smart enough to transition and start creating content elsewhere because they wanted the attention everywhere. And then for them, like it just worked out even better because once Vine went away, their following didn't because they'd taken the time to build it up elsewhere. But they didn't try and do it all at once. They all didn't like blow up on Vine, YouTube, and Instagram all at the same time. They blew up on Vine and then they went over to YouTube and then they blew up on YouTube and then they siphoned their audience and also grew their YouTube after. They didn't do it all at once. They blew up on one and then transitioned over. And in your case, I think you should do the same thing. You should focus on one and once you get comfortable, then you start incorporating the other platforms. And the final thing that I want to talk about, I've just talked about it briefly throughout. I think I mentioned this podcast and a couple times in other takeaways episodes. One of my favorite parts about the podcast, yes, obviously I want people to listen to them because I put a lot of work into these and it means a lot when people take the time to listen. But what's really cool is just the people I get to meet. Like I think Jonathan and Nathan are two really cool people. Like I don't think there's anybody on this podcast I wouldn't consider a cool person. Like I have interviewed some awesome people. And it's just cool to make those connections and like with these people that I never would have met had it not been for the podcast, right? Like, it was just funny. So after every podcast episode, I get, I get the guests to take a photo. If it's in person, we'll take a photo. I have this light box with the episode number. And then if it's remotely, I just get them to quickly turn around and take a selfie with their laptop screen while I hold the, the light box up in the background. And with the guys from Method Box, it was funny. So I was doing something. So they were, I just said if they wanted to ask, take, I always ask people to take the selfie. Uh, don't get told very often. They don't get told no very often, but so I asked to take the selfie. And they're like, yeah, for sure. And then I went to grab my phone to do something. And I look up and they're outside because they want to get better lighting for the shot to take the selfie because the light wasn't good inside. And it was just like, I just kind of made me laugh that they were willing to put that much effort into it. Like not everybody was willing to put that much effort into just taking a selfie for this random guy they met on the internet for his podcast. And then after that, they literally just like sat outside on their patio and they just, we just chatted for like probably half an hour, no, 20 minutes, 30, 20, 30 minutes after the podcast. It's just cool. You know, like those experiences that I don't really, I wouldn't have had had I not started the podcast. So even if the podcast isn't necessarily massive right now, I don't have millions of downloads. I don't even have thousands of downloads on a weekly basis over time. Yes. I've had thousands of downloads, but like not all the time where I'm hitting like a few dozen downloads every single week. Like I'm not there yet. Um, 
but just these experiences and the people that I'm meeting, it makes it all worth it. So it's just really cool when the people that I interview are just dope people as well. So one method box, they produce some of them, like I've, I've said it everywhere. Some of the most unique videos I've seen on YouTube, they produce high quality, just good content and they're good people. So you guys should do me a big favor and you should subscribe to their YouTube channel. Make sure it's linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. And if you'd like to find the podcast, you can find it on Instagram at, at my social life podcast or by searching it up on YouTube at just my social life. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.